Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, all that jazz like this no tomorrow. This week, though we tried to avoid it, we tried to run, <laughs> but destiny still arrived. We are talking about the MCU Spider-Man films. Uh, oh boy. Uh, my name's Tom, so I enjoyed my co-host, John. Are you ready? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, I want to summarize that, the picture, how I feel uh, with this. Um is this picture from a show called Cowboy Bebop. It's it's called Spike. And I'll, I'll, I showed you this picture. Yeah. And uh, it, it's him, like, uh, pointing uh, a gun. Uh, what, well, he's got oh, a finger gun. Yeah. To, to, towards the screen. And that's how I feel afterwards, just, like, watching it, just, like, in pain while we just had, like, yeah. blood on the face. And just, like, yeah. why did I watch this? And, like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. where did it all go yeah. wrong? Um, uh, let's so so yes. Yeah, so anyone who doesn't know, we're, we're, we're talking about all the Spider-Man films. We've already done a video on the Raimi trilogy. We've already done a video on the Amazing Spider-Man films. So if you want positivity from us, this is not the video for it. Those videos no. are much more positive. This is going to be a hate. Oh no, no, no! It's going to be like a dislike video. Yes, this you is know, a the, dislike video. I, I do have a lot of hate, but there is a lot of stuff that there's quite a bit of positive stuff I've said as well. Let's let's um. Let's just as as we always do. Let's just talk about the the MC films, the Spider Man MCU films as a whole. I think that generally they just present a fundamental kind of misunderstanding about the morals of who Peter Parker, who Spider Man yes. is, and and it yeah. doesn't feel right watching no. it at all because it just feels like you're watching it somewhere else in the Spider Verse where Peter doesn't really have the right morals of spider-man even though he's just like with his friend ned all the time just like yeah ned yeah (laughs) i I don't know yeah it's oh it's it's just so like i understand what they're going for they're presenting a spider-man who is here in a in a universe where you've already got the avengers you've already got like you know these kind of titans that that you know spider-man will be looking up to and kind of comparing himself to but in doing that they completely are forgetting so many you know aspects of you know of who he is he's the working class hero and 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 we have this boy who's worshiping somebody who the who the films kind of i mean we'll talk about this a lot with far from home but, you know he's worshiping yeah. heroes who the films never criticize whereas you know in the comics and in so many other pieces of spider-man media he he refuses to you know align himself with them because what they are doing you know is so against his own morals and even when he does align with them, you know, in, in Civil War, for example, he realizes that this is the wrong thing to do. So he, you know, he totally disassociates himself and, and chooses, you know, the, the other side that isn't like, yeah. you know, the, for the billionaires. And even though it, it doesn't really stick with, you know, the one thing that it does, it doesn't have the one thing with great power comes with great responsibility. <laughs> that. That is missing. <sighs> that that is gone. Like it's, it's like it's not in the Jedi archives or something. Like, you know, like in Star Wars. Impossible. Like, Perhaps the archives are incomplete. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just empty. I I can okay. Yeah. I'm gonna describe this whole uh, two films empty. That's how I can describe it. You know, mm. like you know, the comics have it. You know, like the the white tone for it and the the Raimi trilogy, uh, the, the Andrew Garfield did have, you know, a lot of that. Yeah. But this, 
what is this mess? <laughs> yeah, you really um, don't feel it. The, the title for the video is that the, the you know the MCU Spider-Man films are flawed. And I think that there's so many fundamental flaws in this that really let's okay, let, let's start off. Let's talk about Civil War. Let's just talk about Spider-Man oh, yeah, and Civil, Civil War. War. And I think this is like this is the best that MCU Spider-Man has been. Genuinely, I think this and Infinity War is top tier MCU Spider-Man. Um, yes. Obviously, we I all agree. remember seeing that trailer where Spider-Man <laughs> arrived. Oh my I god! Mean, that was so unexpected. Uh, what beautiful. you know? I mean, back then in 2016 or 2015, we had like mm-hmm. no idea what was going to happen with this because I thought I heard like Civil War. I was like, oh, I'm going to get the comic. So I got the comic, and mm-hmm. it is an amazing uh, graphic yeah. novel. Um, and you should definitely read it. It's got Spider-Man oh, yeah. in it. So, oh, yes. I mean, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> I, I haven't read a whole load of, uh, of Spider-Man comic books, but that is definitely one of my favorite appearances. Um, you know, he joins, as I said before, he joins Tony. He gets his fancy Iron Spider suit. He reveals his identity to the public because he does what he thinks is right. And then he sees how, you know, Tony's side, you know, the side siding with the government is, you know, you know, kind of forbidding and um, heroes to be heroes and to protect people. Um, and and then you know he goes back to Cap's side, you know, and he and he he sheds the billionaire suit and he puts on his classic Spider-Man colors, you know, to kind of say fuck you to Tony. And I mean, for Civil War, I don't know why they decided to. I mean, I know what they're going for in the MCU. They're building this relationship between Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Tony Stark, Iron Man. But I don't understand this character. Why they had him side with Tony in Civil War? I just like okay yeah 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 that's that's the one thing that really confuses us because right. tony what i said i said yeah oh sorry that's why i said wait uh, <laughs> uh wait it, uh, with iman's aims for this film was to sign the um soviet no, not the soviet <laughs> the soviet accords <laughs> Vladimir Putin is the new I mean, it is the Avengers, near Russia. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, no, the Sokovia. The, uh, Sokovia. Sorry, my God, I couldn't. My brain was like, eh. it sounds. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like this. Sorry, I've been studying the Cold War a lot. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, the 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 so no, uh, the Sokovia Accords and letting the government control uh, the Avengers, which isn't exactly cool i mean what they're doing with, with that so not but cool bro. Red, that's not cool bro that's not right that's not right um <laughs> but what they're doing isn't right for the avengers so yeah. it's allowing the government to control what to do and how are they going to save the world in different aspects but no it's just limiting their freedom really so again with this film it's captain america fighting against uh iron man for the sokovia courts and uh, with Spider-Man alongside with Iron Man, what? Because I, I, that is the most confusing thing about that, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, I think the reason why you know it could work, and I think this is a fair enough excuse. Tony doesn't tell Peter what's going on. He just tells him that Captain America, like Peter, doesn't know the like really? truly understand what's going on. He never signs the Sokovia Accords, and I think I think that's fine. And. But I think in the future, it creates some rather flimsy dynamics going forward from this. 
Peter never criticizes Tony for his decision to do the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. You know, he's always looking up to him. He's always looking, to, uh, looking up to the Avengers. And maybe if that was, you know, built so that so that then he could, you know, understand the real truth, the Avengers aren't perfect. And, you know, and his whole kind of worldview would come crashing down. Maybe they could do that, but they, they, they still keep them on a pedestal, even when they do try to criticize um, and, you know, it, it makes so many of the core ideologies of Spider-Man and Iron Man, they're so different, like in so many ways, and they yeah. just make them so similar. I, I think that is a, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. However, I think Spider-Man in this series, he's at his best when he's, you know, he's a side character. He isn't being given any arc and he's just kind of having fun with the Avengers like he would in a comic book appearance. I think, as I said, the best Spider-Man we get in these films is him in Infinity War and, and Civil War. You know, you have you have elements of his character journey throughout the MCU, but it's nowhere near as egregious as the as the other films, like his solo films. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel like that. The Russo brothers, they really know what to do with uh, Spider Man in these films as well. Um, even though these films are like huge, uh, on a huge epic scale for these, you know, like Infinity War and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it really puts <laughs> like, like the other one. <laughs> and the other one, uh, Civil War. But um, I, I, can't, I can't think of Endgame as that much of. Nah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's in Endgame for like two seconds, honestly. <laughs> two seconds and that's it. Uh, but no, Infinity War, I thought it was like the right turn to mm-hmm. have it in because he was like, um, wanted to be, you know, I, I don't know what the quote was, you know, he was like in the, sh- in the ship, he was like, there can't be a neighborhood Spider-Man without, um, I don't know. Yeah, you can't Spider-Man. be a funny neighborhood Spider-Man without, if there's no neighborhood that kind of thing. Yes, um, yes. I, I think I think I think those films get some good morals in. You know, in Civil War, Peter's great power speech, I think it's a really good way to, you know, introduce Peter to the audience. And you know, and yes, yes, it's true that he doesn't just say with a great power comes great responsibility. But the point, I think it's still there and I still think it works. You know, he, he he's somebody who knows, you know, his morals and those morals are something that he loses and then has to regain in homecoming. You know, something that he loses because he just wants to become an Avenger before realizing that, oh, wait, there's a better reason to do this than just to get, you know, Iron Man's approval. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are the strongest um, uh, stuff that we've seen, you know, from Spider Man in these films. So, yeah. Definitely. Can we just talk? Before we, before we go on to Homecoming, uh, I just want to uh... say Civil War. The suit, I'm so sorry. I do not like the MCU Spider-Man suits. It's just caked in CGI. It doesn't feel tangible or textured in the way that previous Spider-Man suits have. You know, if you look at set pictures, the original on-set suit was, like, so much better looking. You know, it has, like, texture and raised webbing. And what they do in in, in posts is they make it skin tight and they didn't make Spider-Man look like a video game character and not in a good way either. You know, like those suits can look good in video games, but they just look so, ah, oh, it looks dreadful. It really looks dreadful. Yeah, I'm, I'm so unhappy. Um, um, yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel like the proper Spider-Man, but, uh, but these two films, you know, put that kind of Spider-Man, um, suit into it you know what i mean like they kind of have it 
for, for most scenes, but mainly it's CGI, isn't it? So yeah, and that's the I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's just the problem, isn't it? It's just, yeah, um, I, I don't mind the eyes. I don't mind how the eyes move, but in general, I prefer a much more practical um suit. You know, I just think it looks better. You know, if you look at if you look at set pictures or behind the scenes or even videos of you know Tom Holland in the Spider Man suit on like talk shows or like you know going to visit kids in hospital, it looks great. It doesn't need any CGI to make it look better because you know those effects just don't really do anything. You know, I don't think they're. I mean, we don't need to give Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame a score. Let's just say no. well done. Well done, everyone. Well done. Well done. Pat on the back. Yay. It, it, it should have been Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, though. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I will never not. It should have been Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. No. And, and I will forever be upset. But there we go. Let's talk about Homecoming, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> We got okay. it, John. But before we made a promise to the before, people. But before, I like the soundtrack. I mean, not like the the one that who who did like the score. Michael Giacchino. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that Pemberton came into my head because that was Spider Verse, but he did. Oh no, that was the that yeah. Was Daniel the, Pemberton did Spider Verse. Y- yes. I don't know what my brain decided to go, but the soundtrack, <laughs> um, in Spider-Man, uh, there was one bit that there's one song that I absolutely loved hearing, and then afterwards, but when did this film came out? It was 2017, and I went to the cinema, and my dad was like, "Yeah, I know that song. It was Save Save It for Later by the Beat, and like Save for Later, yeah, and no. that, that's a good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Sorry, no, you don't remember that. Oh, okay." <laughs> Uh, because my, my ne- never mind. Uh, the soundtrack wasn't great then. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, right, I do uh, like I do like the score. Um, I think you know Michael Giacchino is great at what he does. I can list I can just list amazing scores by him all day. Um, and I, I you know I like the 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 contrast between Peter's theme and Vulture's theme. I think that's really cool. Um, also what I like and this is a very small detail. That you you know it's not apparent, but it is there. Uh, it's not the it's not the easiest thing to notice, but in the MC Spider-Man films, Peter's theme becomes more mature. Now, when I say that, is that in the first Spider-Man, in, in Homecoming, it's very much like a kind of light theme with kind of like you know those um, like bombastic elements, and then it becomes a bit more mature and uses a bit more brass and you know kind of like takes on like a bit of a lower kind of key in in far from home and apparently i hear that it's even more kind of like spider-man bombasticness in no way home from the leaked soundtrack i think that's cool i think it's a nice little musical you know i i always get annoyed at the mcu for not having much musical continuity they're getting better at it these days and i think this is a good example of it being pretty cool yeah yeah i agree so homecoming give me your thoughts Give them to me. <sighs> okay, so homecoming. Um, well, when it came out, I didn't mind it. You know, I thought it was a I loved decent it. film. Back then. When it came out, it was my favorite Spider-Man film. I'm sorry, I have to say it. I'm. A, I was a fool, but it's true. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was wait. Um. 2017. How old was I then? 
I was 14, maybe fifth night four. I was 14. I didn't know. I didn't know up from down, left from right. I was a baby. I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Okay. I think I've, um, I think I've broken you. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, m- m- moving on. Uh, I didn't know how this could be the best fight of a film. <laughs> no, it's um, not. It's really not. <laughs> uh, y- yes, it's it's definitely not. No. Uh, um. Okay, so this this film is a mess. Uh, what we say oh, about yes. you know uh, Peter Parker's morals uh, and standards, and there was a lot of stuff that didn't really you know make the film uh, as much. I mean, it, it was just disappointing because why just uh, looked on the news for you know interviews of like john watts uh recently yeah. about spider-man homecoming they cut a lot of stuff out they cut a lot of stuff out with, uh, with ben parker they, they, because Wait, a, really yeah they deleted one scene where aunt may and peter parker were emotional about uncle ben what no yeah jesus this yes. okay right the, the, ah like Mm. right okay so definitely like you know they made a choice to skip the origin and you know that's something that drives you know a lot of people mad um and that that's not that is not the problem i don't mind you know i understand the decision why it was made but when you skip over the origin you're not only skipping over the origin but they're just failing to you know mention you know what is important to the character they are just forgetting the aspects great of responsibility great power, power comes exactly great you don't have to you don't have to have uncle ben you know you don't have to show his death or anything like that but they never mention it they never mention it they have one line that implies uncle ben peter just says after everything that may's been through that just implies it like come on come on dude what, uh... what, what what's going on I want, I want, I want good Spider-Man content, dude. Honestly, like, it's like, okay, it's like in, in, in Spider-Verse, they don't show the origin, but they, they mention it, you know, at least three times. It's important, you know, there's a very, very good moment where, you know, all the Spider-People say, we've lost people too, you know, we lost these people, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's bloody brilliant. And I'm so annoyed and, well, ah. Oh. I hate. Oh, I didn't know it was possible. Yeah. I like. I like this film less now. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus. And there was a, uh, okay. They they done the character wrong. Uh, that basically what I'm saying. They basically done the character wrong, kinda throughout this film. Uh, mm-hmm. but there was other characters that you know that could be brought in, but Flash. Um. Oh. <laughs> Woo! No. Flash. Um. The, well, what was this Flash doing? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Flash Thompson was supposed to be a bully, like a proper bully, like you know you see in uh, the the uh, the Raimi trilogy mm-hmm. uh, in the Andrew Garfield. You you can see that in the first one, you know mm-hmm. what he was doing to Peter Parker, and that was the right uh, you know choice to have that in, you know, to show his motivation and you know carry on being a good person. But this, yeah. What is this? It's a it's a nerd. It's a nerd. It's it's, it's yeah. someone. Flash, Flash Thompson is, is, is he's supposed to be somebody who you know he's bully and and but he's more layered than that. And in this film, he has no layers. He's just like the worst kind of comedy, and it's so annoying. I know what they were going for. Just somebody who isn't you know that much of a bully, 
and who, who is actually quite, you know, like pathetic himself. That's fine. You want to go for that? You go for that. I think it can work. And it has worked in other films. I can't think of an example, but I'm sure it can work. But they don't make it work. And it's really annoying. It didn't work. No. Um, and. Mm, I mean, like, just yeah, like the characters I, in the, the characters in general, like they don't challenge Peter enough. You know, Ned. No. Oh, he's barely a character. He's just a comedy machine. He never challenges yeah. Peter or gets angry angry with him. Liz does, in fairness, but Liz brushes it off every time he ditches her. And you know, she ends up going with him to homecoming, even though she's criticizing him for being so reliable. You know, like May, May does demonstrate she cares for him, but it's also she's also really shallow. She's angry at him for wanting, and next she's helping him ready to get ready for homecoming. The, the the characters, you know, Peter Parker is never like, you know, like he's he's always like supposed to be down on his look he's always supposed to get shit from everyone and yes peter can have friends he has harry osborne in the rainy trilogy but the reason why their friendship works so well is that there is always a, le- a level at which it you know which it goes wrong that's how regular friendships work like just in general it's always that kind of level where friends should be calling each other out for this stuff the amount of times that peter will ditch ned and ned will just not care about it like at all like, he says one line about, thanks for ditching me last night. And then Peter's like, oh, look what I found. Ned's like, oh, my God, alien technology. It's like, what? what? Ah. Yeah. Ah. Um, and I, I, I don't know why they would replace, you know, is there even a Ned in the comics or they just create on their own? There, there is a Ned in the comics. I believe he was Hobgoblin or he was, like, framed for being Hobgoblin. So oh. maybe they'll make him uh, hobgoblin at some point in the future. Work. I don't know how that's going to work, but being a comedy machine into <sighs> um, hobgoblin, and also, um, yeah. But as you said about the, you know the characters not challenging enough, like Vulture, I mm. Vulture wasn't the strongest uh, villain. I just I don't know. I mean Michael Keaton. Props to him. He did really well as Vulture, but it it was a bit. I don't know. It was a bit empty. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it was. I think I think Michael Keaton he saves the film. You know, Vulture he is here yeah, to, he to, he to does, save he the film. The pro like okay, so like I think that like brilliant performance by Keaton. Um, yes. Uh, you know the, the the core of his character is that he feels like people like him, you know, blue collar workers deserve to take back what the rich kept for themselves. And you know, I think that that does stand on its own. But the problem is, is that it's it's not about Spider Man. It's about Iron Man. This is essentially an Iron Man villain who's angry at Tony Stark, and he has an amazing few um, interactions with Peter. You know, he, he gets him out of the way. He drops a building on him. You know, he threatens to kill him. And it's great. The twist where it turns out that he is Liz's father. Oh, yeah. Cinema. That's awesome. Cinema. The problem is, is that his motivation, it's not a, a motivation towards a Spider-Man. It's motivation towards a ah, Tony Stark. And that is not how we're doing this. <sighs> yeah. Just pain. Just pain. It, it, it just ruins pain. every... It, it just ruins every motivation, to be honest, like, what Spider-Man was going to do, you know, stop Vulture, then plot twist, mm-hmm. and then how is he going to do that with this, with this date at Homecoming? Uh, but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
Um, Aunt May. Yeah, Aunt May was supposed to be like, you know, what we thought a supporting character, but wait, does she? Does she be supporting? I, I, I can't remember because there's, there's too much uh, the, She spends half the film saying... Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like she, she, There's one scene where she says like, oh, you know, if if you see something bad happening, you turn around the other way. You know, she's worried about him after the Washington Monument thing. You know, there's oh, okay. a scene where Peter comes home from um, the whole bridge uh, boat thing. It's not a bridge, it's a boat. Um, and she, you know, she's so worried and she's like, cut the bullshit. You know, I know that I know that you, that you weren't in the Washington mon- Monument. I know that you, you sneak out the house. You know, I know that you ditched attention. Like, what is going on? And she comforts him. But, like, this doesn't feel like it weighs heavily on Peter. He should care yeah. that his aunt is angry at him. But he just cares about the fact that Tony's angry at him. You know? Like, yeah. There are no real human connections that Tony has of anyone, not, not Tony, that Peter has of anyone in these films. He's just trying to, you know, live up to this big, like, you know, you know this, 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 um, he's trying to live up to the Avengers, really. And he, but, he, but, he, but, but while doing that, he barely has an emotional connection to anyone. And the other, like, you know, like, how to get you to care about a character, doesn't matter if it's Spider-Man, but any character in anything, you know, if they have like good tangible relationships, you know, that'll make me care, but he doesn't. He just doesn't. And it's, oh, it's just really annoying. It's really yeah. like, okay, the, the film is going for this kind of John Hughes, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller kind of vibe. You know, so it's, they're trying to make it a teen comedy, but it just forgets what makes those films stand out. You know, like the things that make something like The Breakfast Club stand out is because it has a social commentary and it has characters who sit down and talk to one another and generally feel emotional and they don't, and they don't undercut it with comedy. And I'm not saying that things can't be undercut with comedy. There are many good examples of things that are you know, emotional and they use a bit of comedy to liven it up a little bit. But they do it so many times. They do it in every single time they have an emotional moment in these films. They just have to undercut it with comedy. And, 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 and you know, and, and in these emotional moments that it deal with consequences. Homecoming doesn't have that. The film has no real consequences. And Peter is rarely punished for his actions. You know, so his moral obligation, this great power to become Spider-Man, it just has no weight. Yeah. And it, it's so annoying. Like, it doesn't work out what what Spider-Man is Spider-Man supposed to be like. Like, he doesn't take sacrifices, but I mean, it doesn't really show that throughout the film. It, it's like in a fun way, but I mean, no, <laughs> just no. I mean, like, just take a look at the rest of the comics that he's been through. Like, he's been through hell, and also he's just still the Spider Man, you know. He continues, uh, you know, the good old phrase um, uh, with great power comes with great responsibility. I don't know why my mm-hmm. brain decided to forget <laughs> the phrase, but then it came What back. are you? What are you? The MCU films? <laughs> Uh, funny but um and yeah this film just has a lot of problems it it doesn't work out as you know as someone who you know watched the spider-man films at an early age this this is just a mess it just i i just don't like it at all they just call a lot stuff out that could have worked out for the film you know as pieces aims and you know who is spider-man really but and character work, 
it's just not there at all. Like with Ned, he's just a comedy machine, as we said. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't know what to say else because I'm just getting annoyed from what the film just went decided to do John Watts yeah John Watts I don't know what uh, and it doesn't really explore about you know the bit in the spider thing really because you know that could have been pretty cool to you know how Peter got that I guess we're getting that in an animated TV show now they're making a TV show called Spider-Man Freshman Year which apparently is going to deal with the MCU Spider-Man's origin story oh (laughs) yeah that's that's a thing that's happening. Um, okay, that's... I don't know, that's kind of it. I mean, it is thankful that we're getting, like, an origin story for this MCU, but kind of <laughs> lazy that they stand to go, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll add something to back that up. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it should be able to stand it on its own without an animated show. However, I think it could work. You know, I always talk about Star Wars... The Clone Wars TV show makes episode three so much better. It makes the prequels better. And if this Spider-Man TV show makes Homecoming better, then that's all I want it to do, honestly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be positive for a second. Just for, just for a fleeting moment, I did say up top that there are things that I like about these films. And, and I think, you know, everything that I want in a Spider-Man film, the consequences, the responsibility, I think they are seen the best. Nine, I think they are seen perfectly in the boat scene. Peter jumps into everything. He almost gets a ton of people killed. And then, he's, and then he's scolded by the person who he looks most to in the film. Tony, brilliant. It's cinema. Peter has to learn to be a hero without his fancy tech suit. And I think it's a really smart way to knock him down a peg after, you know, after he's been given everything, after he's been given this, you know, position with like this beautiful, like tech-based suit. And, you know, like this, this place where like he's, you know, like he considers himself an Avenger. Like, you know, the film reacts, you know, it, it reacts to that. And, and and it wants to build Peter from where, you know, like whether he can be a hero without the kind of technology that Iron Man has. And I think that is the best film, thing this film does. The second half, everything after the boat scene, I think is really, really strong. The action is great. The fact that Peter tries to save Vulture at the end, mm. Mm, that's amazing. I love it. The tension when he goes into Vulture's house, it's great. I still hate the comedy. I still hate Ned, but damn, I think it's really cool. I think there's so much to love, you know, like in the ending as well, the fact that he doesn't take the iron spider suit, like, yeah, right? You know, even though the Peter rejects that offer to join the Avengers, you know, I think it's a great piece of character growth. You know, the film still presents Tony's approval as an award, as a reward. And therefore, you know, the arc, you know, that he goes to kind of becomes a little bit null and void, especially since he gets the suit back at the end. But the point remains that he's learned what it is to be a hero, hero without the suit. And he, and he learns to stand on his own. And I think that is the best part of the film. I think the second half is actually really strong. There are good, some good action sequences throughout. The Washington Monument scene is quite good. I don't think this film is completely worthless, but I, I do think that there's so much, like, I can't, like, okay, Amazing Spider-Man 2 isn't completely worthless, but it has so many things that are, like, in character with Spider-Man, and it's so much more fun than Homecoming, in my opinion, that I, I enjoy it so much more, but Homecoming, I just, I just can't enjoy it, even though there are some really good stuff in it. Yeah. Um, you know, especially that you say Vulture, uh, that is also another positive thing in, in case as well. Um, 
I thought the the fight sequences were cool. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, they no, were. I, th- I think I think they're pretty fun. Yeah, that that's really cool as well. What they did um, with the fight sequence and um, oh, the um, another thing that I kind of liked was that uh, if you're nothing without the suit, what why are you so? And yeah. he he got that homemade suit, and I thought that's a pretty good character yeah. development. Just, yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think it's fun. So, yeah, I think this film could have been great. I think it even shows you that it can be great. It, it has the ability to be great. But I just think especially, especially the first half is rough, is full of too much comedy. I don't like that Peter has a Karen. He has like his like AI, two Iron Man for me. The film, it stumbles, but yeah. damn it. When it does good things, I do, I do maintain it does them well. Yeah, I agree. Score out of now, 10. Hit me. Score. Go. Five. I agree. Easy five. <laughs> and Easy I will five. also say, it's my least favorite so far. Out of all the Spider-Man films we've talked about, this is definitely my least favorite. Oh, um, that's, that's surprising because Far From Home. No, so far. So far, John. Oh, don't worry. Oh, so oh don't worry. Don't oh, you worry. So far. far from home so is coming. Far. Right. Okay. Let's talk okay. about Infinity War um quickly. Um, just like I think similarly to Civil War, I think Infinity War is, is, is pretty good. It feels like the logical next step for his story. You know, Peter, he's learned what it means to be his own hero, and therefore he's kind of acting upon his own sense of duty and responsibility. You know, you said it before. Great line. It is on the cut by joke, but still, you can't be throwing neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. You know, in this instance, Peter, you know, he's stepping up to stop something greater than himself, you know, like in space, you know, for the greater good because it's his responsibility. And then the film chooses to reward him by making him an Avenger, which it, it, it feels disingenuous to his arc in Homecoming. You know, it negates what I just said, but I think that the point still stands that this is a different Peter. He's learned from Homecoming. And I think there's some really good stuff with him in this film when he's on the bus and he and he swings out of the bus cinema when he is like kicking thanos through dr strange's portals yeah cinema Cinema. like some amazing things honestly i think this film some really nice spider-man stuff and i think his death you know is 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 also pretty cool um everybody know everyone knows it you know i don't feel too good i think it's a i think it's a really smart um a really smart kind of way to um, just do the whole thing and kind of further his relationship with Tony, which they still kind of really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with, you know, how Infinity War, uh, as I said about, you know, uh, there can't be a neighborhood Spider-Man without a neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was a strong uh, character development because he really wanted to help um, Tony and save everyone. Uh, but... <laughs> By the end of the film, uh, that was shocking because you know it got snapped. Ooh. Yeah, uh, uh, that was a really shocking uh, moment in the cinema. Actually, you know, oh, yeah. seeing that um, everyone oh, yeah. was like, just felt silent, and I just never heard something so silent because you can hear people, you know, rapping with a um, popcorn or um, yeah, you know, whispering. I mean, there was a, like there was a huge moment when Red Skull came in. Everyone whispered like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, honestly, Infinity War, it remains one of the MCU's best. Absolutely. 
undisputed champion of the world. Um, I think I, I think it's I, I think it's it's still one of the strongest, and I don't think there's a lot of th- things in that film that miss. And I think that Spider Man is one of those things that I like in that film. Yes. Uh, right. So before we get onto Far From Home, let's talk about let's talk about Endgame just a little bit. Ah, um, uh, Endgame. Yes. Two seconds only. Um, He's basically in like just the fight, and I like it when he rides on Captain America's hammer, uh, or I guess oh. Thor's hammer, but Cap's the one who throws it. He flies on Mjolnir. I think that's quite fun. What I don't like is when he activates instant kill mode and he kills all of the all of the aliens. It's just uh, oh, it's horrible, man. Like yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing with Karen in Homecoming. Yeah, we completely forgot about Karen. She's there. K- Karen is definitely there. Just there. Just there. I'm happy. I'm glad Karen. she's not in home. I'm glad she's not in Far From Home. I must say. Oh, I, I, yeah, she's definitely Karen. Uh, <laughs> get it? Uh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. but, yeah. Uh, for that, again, that's ruining the morals of Spider-Man. I don't know. I think Spider-Man might be the most misunderstood character in the MCU. Yes. I yes. mean, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um, I can't no, think of yeah, any, not... any, any, anything else that... No. Yeah. There probably, there probably is some pretty... There's probably some, you know, someone that we're missing, but yeah, Spider-Man. Um, I, li- I like that they, you know, they, they have... I like what he goes through in Endgame. You know, he goes through some trauma... And he, um, you know, he, you know, he, he has to lose Tony. And I think, I think that the emotions have done well. The funeral, you know, he, he's re- he, him when he, he, he reunites with Ned. Yeah, I think it's not bad. Um, I don't have much to say. One, one day, one day, John, we'll talk about the Avengers films in the podcast properly, properly. Yeah. And I'll have a lot to say then. But first of all, John, it's time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. I really tried to put it off, but it's time to talk about <sighs> Spider-Man: Far From Home. As an as a Spider-Man film, Far From Home baffles me. As an MCU film, Far From Home baffles me. As a sequel to Homecoming, Far From Home baffles me. I I don't understand this film, man. It's oh, I I, I hate it. I just hate it. Let's. I mean, can we just end it there? I hate it. Uh, thanks okay, for the fantasy, okay. everyone. Um, Leave a like. You're gonna have a lot to talk about. I, I, I'm just also baffled to talk about Far From Home. Uh, first of all, Mysterio. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no hate to J- towards Jake Gyllenhaal because oh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. What, what guy? The guy's great. Come on, hey, you've seen in the films as well. Yeah, he's he does good, great. He's a great this. performance, but. The character. Um, do you remember that electro uh, motivation thing back in Amazing Spider-Man Two, Tom? I remind me. Uh, well, uh, as we all thought that uh, Electro was being mad towards Peter because he didn't didn't remember his name or you know uh, didn't help him you know didn't remember us as a person, yeah. but in reality. He was mad at the, you know, that the screen's not focusing on, um, oh. on Electro, but instead it's, of it's my on bir- Spider-Man. 
it's my um, birthday. Now it's time for me to light my candles. Oh, it's so um, stupid. I love it. So, this Mysterio. Uh, it, <laughs> so, the reason why he's doing this whole um, drama is because that Tony Stark said bath for his you know, presentation for the augmented reality. He said bath. Oh, right. Okay, Mysterio, he has literally no emotional connection to Spider-Man. He doesn't have a vendetta against him. So his his weight as a villain, it's so unimpactful. His his role as a hero, hero quotation marks, it's just completely (laughs) pointless to the plot. He has nothing to say about Spidey. You know, it isn't like, you know, it's it's not like it's not anything other than other than to have that twist. So the first half of the film, you know. All that stuff is completely pointless, even more pointless when you rewatch the film. Sure, Peter and Beck have some good chemistry, but their relationship doesn't get to the point where I believe that Beck is betraying Peter. You know, I don't believe that he knows Peter well enough for his words, you know, during the illusion scenes, his words about Spider-Man. I don't believe they'll truly cut into Peter, you know? The film, it, it leaves the Mysterio twist until way too late and it instead gives us information, you know, if it gave us the information earlier, we could, you know, watch these scenes of a new context and they could have lent into the fact that he was being this, you know, grand, um, you know, kind of like, uh, like actor, you know, like he, he's putting on this performance kind of like at the end, but no, like it's, it doesn't, we never get the chance to fully explore Mysterious motivations. The film, you know, you, same with Homecoming, it ties the villains to Tony and it just shows the inability to move away from Iron Man. He's dead. Like they want to present Peter, you know, as better when free from his legacy, but they just can't let Peter stand on his own as a vil- as, as a hero, you know, and, and the villains reflect that. And the spooky detail that you see in Far From Home was that Beck was watching Spider-Man all the way towards like to the point until he fights um what, what was the, the the water person the, wa- the water one Hydro-Man maybe I, 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 Hydro-Man I don't know that's a, I don't know was he really it is Hydro-Man I think uh, because yeah. uh, funny enough he did fight uh, Harry Man alongside with Deadpool in a really good comic called uh, oh, cool. Isn't It Romantic? Um, the oh. comic. Yes, um, it is. Very romantic. Um, so, wait, so Mysterio is watching Peter all the way through? Yes. That's quite cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can see that with Jake Gunnhall in the background just wearing glasses and, and a hat. That, that was him. Oh, no, so. not bad. I think that's quite fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Not gonna lie, but... until now you're gonna like hate everything about the film. Um oh yeah, the concept of the multiverse. I just oh, don't yeah. know why they they, they, they just, did that and then they didn't. They said, Oh guys, the multiverse is real. Oh my, oh, my god. god. Oh, my god, oh wait, no, it's actually not real. Ha <laughs> ha pranks. And, and then I ha ha, oh my god, well, you you fell for that. Ha and you know, you 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 thought that you're gonna get this, ha, but but now we just got no way home. Um, so yeah, who's laughing now? <laughs> who's faster now, Barry? Um, 
there's a line. Mysterio has a line where he mentions, you know, no one takes you seriously unless you're in a cape and costume. You know, you could be the most, the smartest person in the room and no one will take you seriously. Nobody will even give you, you know, people will, will instead listen to the people, you know, who just fight their way through everything, you know? And this concept could be amazing if this is is if this was his motivation you know just a man who wants power he wants to be taken seriously so he uses illusions to make him a superhero even though he believes you know they aren't worth the attention and the loves the society gives them but no they lean way more on the fact that he is pissed off about tony using his life's work you know in a in a bad way than he is you know because if he was if they did lean on the superhero thing that gives him a reason to hate Spider-Man because Spider-Man's a hero and all this stuff, you know, maybe even connecting to one of the earlier films from the MCU say that all the heroes didn't save him or his family, like Zemo or something. It's just so baseline. I don't know how long it took them to make this film, but they, they got it out two years after Homecoming and it feels like they put minimal effort and minimal thought into it i don't see that these people are really trying to do mysterio justice you know in the comics he's like an actor who's just like crazy and just wants to be seen as like this amazing artist that's not difficult to do like i just i'm just so i'm sad I'm just sad yeah I, I, it's okay tom it's okay just <laughs> take did he take a Why? deep breath okay okay uh, let me take over um Again, characters in this. There was just a bunch of comedy machines. Uh, the teacher. Hey, Tom. Hey, uh, I've Ned. got a good idea. I've got a good idea, right? Why are you talking about yeah. Brad? You me- do you remember Brad? Brad. Do you remember Brad, John? Remember Brad? He the has Brad? A- he has the a- Brad in this film? He has a picture of Peter Parker with his pants off. And he's going to send the Peter, the picture to MJ. Oh, my God. Brad, why are, Brad. We, why are we doing this? Um, why do we need a love yeah. triangle? Um, you know? Oh, by the way, by the way, they tried to make the snap into a comedy. Like, they thought... Oh, yeah. Yay. They don't... Why? Like, why would rarely... you do that? That, was, that must have been, like, the most traumatizing thing that ever like come to like you know everyone gone for five years and they come back and it was like the most emotional you know support you know everyone coming back like you see that in one division i hate to mention one division but you know that in episode three when you see um uh in the hospital when everyone comes back together that's really emotional you know yeah no uh, i agree but they want to show these real world fun fact spider-man far from home is set eight months after Endgame, why? Why aren't we exploring Wait, the immediate eight aftermath? Eight months. Why? Eight like, months. Why? Why? Ha- it Are came out. T- it came out two months after Endgame. Why aren't we actually like taking time to actually, you know, explore the consequence? <sighs> I just don't understand. I just, uh, don't. I just don't understand because eight months, you you could have like you know grieved you know Tony Stark in that amount of time for eight months. I I, I think well you know. With, with that but exploring you know who was you know Tony Stark as, as a role model that kind of frustrates me because you know with Uncle Ben with, with everything you know that could could have had something you know with great power goes with great responsibility you know that is the most important moral or value to have in this whole in this whole character but 
Um, oh, there was one. Uh, Happy was in this film, I guess. Oh yeah, like oh yes, he was. I want to just like uh, oh man, and they use so many locations like that didn't really. I wish the locations were you know being a bit more uh, emphasized with Spider Man because I think they would get that they were just that yeah. Like, there's really no like, point for this film to be set in Europe. They just didn't want to have it in New York. They wanted to make it fresh, whatever. But it's, yeah, they, they don't use the locations like they could, you know. Like, it's not even that fun to see Tower Bridge in London. And I've been to Tower Bridge. I think it's a really cool place. And I think it's a really wonderful piece of architecture. Yes. But they don't even use it well. Like, there's, there are, you know, like, we barely kind of, I barely get the feeling that we're, like, you know, exploring different <laughs> cultures. Um you know, and, and every time we do, it's more about, like, the characters being goofy and stupid. Like, okay. As I said before, they the film opts for doing a love triangle instead of developing the relationship between Peter and MJ. You know, the, the scenes between Peter and MJ are, you know, they're cute, they have an awkward chemistry, and it builds up better than Homecoming because in Homecoming, MJ was just there. She didn't have any real relationship with Peter. There was, you know, literally one shot that implied she had a crush on him. But, you know, he pays her no interest. And then he decides he has a crush on her off screen. That's fine. You know, in the Raimi trilogy, you know, Peter's crush on MJ is pre-established for the start of Spider-Man 1. Same in the web films and Peter's crush on, on, on Gwen. But, you know, this is a sequel. We know Peter and MJ. So, you know, introducing this relationship just out of nowhere, straight after the harrowing events of Endgame, these events should be weighing on Peter. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, does weigh heavy of him, but it feels extremely tonally dissonant. We go straight from a video explaining what happened with the blip, which is just reduced to jokes again, to Peter being like, hey, Ned, I've got a, I've got a plan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make MJ love me. And it's like, okay. Okay. Wait, when did when did you get a crush on MJ? Like, what? Sorry. Like, what? Like, when? You, you ju- you're just only just now, t- like, telling us this? Like, this is just, like, come out of absolutely nowhere. And, and they, they, they develop it as if they've already had one film of those two, you know, kind of, like, getting to know each other. But they don't. It just, like, like their friendship, like, is barely in Homecoming, and it's just, like, already there. And... Ah! <sighs> ah! No, not a fan. Just not a fan, man. Yeah, um... I just don't know why they decided to go into like the Ferris Bueller style again with you know what you know what I mean like yeah. it's supposed to be a comedy like oh the teachers oh no we gotta go somewhere now oh yeah Nick Fury was in this yeah yeah Nick Fury was there to like say Peter oh you gotta help uh, Quentin Beck you know like he's got the multiverse multiverse and um and uh, there's no snakes on on the plane by the way so we're good we're good so. <laughs> Um, it's that, true. That's, a, that's that. Yeah, that's a reference to sticks on the plane. Don't know why the film is so. I would never have guessed that. Um, yeah. th- this film continues the over reliance on CGI. Everything that could and does look great practically is painting over with CGI. The bus, the bus is CGI. Why is the bus CGI? Oh, yeah. I have no idea. I remember that picture. I remember that picture where the, that the bus driver is like sitting. And what, like what, what, nothing else behind. What are we? Just, what are we doing right now? What's what's going on? I, I just don't know. I, also, I, I, the bus I, I, the I bus driver understand. might I, the bus driver might be understand. chameleon as well, which is weird. Oh but, y- yeah, that, 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 he's a scroll. Oh right, sure. 
Um, is it useful? I don't know. I, I don't, they don't confirm it, but I don't see why not. Um, you, you know, the main, the main Mysterio illusion scene, it's amazing in theory. It's cool out of context, but there's just a lack of tangibility. It's all CGI and it makes it seem weightless. As does Mysterio's lack of connection to Spider-Man. He says all these things about, oh, you're, you're, you're a horrible hero. You could have saved Tony, but <laughs> Mysterio doesn't know Spider-Man well enough to give him this like, this like grueling. They only have like two emotional scenes together. Two, not even used that well. They, they, he talks more about him wanting to, you know, have a have an easy life with MJ than he does, you know, actually talking about like things that Mysterio could use against him later on in the film. And I just, it's, you know, yeah. Uh, and um, what else that I didn't like the film? Uh, May. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, Aunt May falling in love with Happy? Yay. Just what I Yay. always wanted to see. This weird relationship I, okay. between these people I don't the, care The about. idea of the relationships in this film is, okay, in theory, it's funny, but no. Mm-hmm. In reality, no. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Like, like what we see with uh, Ned and... Oh. Uh, Bessie. Ned and, Bessie. B- Bessie. Is that her name? Yeah. Betty Brandt, yeah, from um, but, she's she's in the Raimi films and stuff. Just let it. She's in she's she's in the Nice Guys. The actress is in the Nice Guys. Oh, she's in the Nice Guys. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, play, she plays the daughter. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. just yeah. Ned is so infuriating in this film. He's just there <sighs> saying, "Oh, Peter, I'm 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 a man oh, now because yeah. I oh, I have oh, a relationship. Yeah. Shut up, why don't oh, you? Yeah. Why don't you just don't get a relationship, Peter, and like." to do something and like throughout the the film it's just them being in a relationship and saying oh how how lovely we're in a relationship and by the end of the film they just broke up and well i mean like i didn't i didn't think there's a single scene where ned and peter have a heart to heart you know you know the only time that you know i can like oh just i don't believe in this friendship i just don't like you know there's never, somehow... where, there's never a moment where, where they support each other and they should be supporting each other. You know, Peter says, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, I want to get with MJ. And, and, and Ned's like, why? Like, he doesn't attempt to understand. He doesn't even like challenge him by it. He's just like, all right, I don't see why you should because we're supposed to be bachelors in Europe. Oh, wait, no. Now I'm like with Betty. Oh, it's just... The side characters in this film, they are unbearable. They don't further the themes of the film. They don't have any plot relevance. And, you know, they reflect the worst of MCU side characters. They're right up there with Darcy and Louis in Ant-Man. Like, just, ugh, like, Ant-May. Ant-May is barely in the film. And, you know, any emotional stakes that could be created with Ant-May's worry about Peter, you know, being Spider-Man, you know, the fact... it's ruined because she doesn't care about him being Spider-Man. She encouraged it. We never see once, you know, in Homecoming, there was at least some evidence that she cares for him. But there isn't one line in Far From Home where she worries for him. You know, even when he almost died, she doesn't care when, you know, and she encourages him to go headfirst into danger. She packs his suit for him. Peter loses Uncle Ben's suitcase, which is one of the only things left he has to, to, left to remember his uncle by. And May's just like, oh, your suitcase blew up. Ha 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 ha. Like, why aren't you at least being like why isn't anyone bothered about these things like why does the writing team behind 
this film just not care about these things about Spider-Man that should be so important and are so important? Uh, y- y- yes, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 this film is just really baffling to watch. I mean, I don't know what the director, well, John Watts or the writers thought about. Like, hey guys, let, let's make this into a comedy and ignore like the basic morals of Spider-Man, and you know, turn everyone into a comedy machine, and not having the right character arc. Um, yeah, let, let, let's let's do that. Uh, yeah, oh, the, they... the one bit, the one bit I didn't like, mm-hmm. what well, absolutely hate, the was then bit. they got onto onto the ship uh-huh. uh, at the end, uh-huh. and they were playing. Um, well, what Peter thought was like playing the background. Um, uh, it yeah. was not Led Zeppelin. It was not Led Zeppelin. But then it was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, Led Zeppelin, and like what, what? Is that supposed to be funny? I. I just don't know anymore. It's it's it, who wrote these lines. I I really want to know who did this. <laughs> who, <laughs> Why? Who, who did this to Spider Man? What have you done? You know, the 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 idea of the plot revolving around Peter. You know, having PTSD after the events of Infinity War and Endgame. You know, wanting to get away from the pressure and stress of having to fill Iron Man's shoes. That's an intriguing concept. That is a good concept. But again, it isn't given the relevant weight and time to be fully explored. I don't believe that Peter has experienced these harrowing events because both he and the film largely forget about this after the first act. You know, the prospect of Peter can't use his spider sense. That's interesting. Maybe the events of Infinity War and Endgame have changed him, made him broken. You know, you know, it's, it's like Hawkeye. He's deaf now because he's, you know, or I guess hard of hearing because of all the explosions he's gone. Or in Spider-Man 2, you know, he's gone through so much where, you know, he can't use his powers. Or maybe it's just an excuse to make jokes at the expense of an interesting dynamic, you know? There is a moment where at the end, and I think it's a great moment, where Peter says to Mysterio, you can't trick me anymore. And that moment has so much weight and it demonstrates the end of his emotional journey. Or it would if the film had, was, you know, if this theme was linked to his art and not just because Mysterio keeps tricking him in his action scenes. You know, something that bears no impact on Peter as a person, you know. So much of the drama and the emotional moments that are undercut by jokes. And it's the worst, even in moments of emotional distress. You know, Peter has been encountering Mysterio and they undercut this tension with a joke about Danish people. Why is that even funny? Why am I supposed to laugh about Danish people being Wait, nice? That was a joke about. Oh yeah, that was a joke about Danish people. The football yeah. fans or whatever in the prison. It's oh, it's it's just dreadful. It's like you said, um, the impact of the blip. It's just reduced to jokes, and it's just. Uh-huh, I'm sad. I'm just I, sad. I don't know. Um, I wish I didn't care so see. much. Um, the way that Peter, you know, get uh, giving away the the glasses to uh-huh. Beck. Hmm. That is the most frustrating thing because no, no, I mean, no other MCU character would do that. I, I, I'm sorry. That was the most unrealistic no thing other, to have. Like, no other you know, give away the most expensive, the most, you know, um, mentally equipped uh, drones or like things that, uh, that this glass, these glasses can access to, like, I don't know everything like suits away. I don't know, but let's not even let's not even mention the moment where Peter sends a drone strike on his on his on his students, and he has to jump out of the bus and and destroy the drone. Oh, it's just it's just incredibly unfathomably lazy. Like why is this I, even a scene? Like, 
it, it's just like what they're trying to do, trying to. Uh, there's a lot of exposition with the drones, like the drone go, yeah. oh, there's a drone strike. Mm, I wonder what that's going to do um, with, with the glasses. So, yeah. Yay. Uh, I mean, it feels like at this point, it feels like Peter has learned what it means to be Spider-Man and to be a hero a thousand times. You know, his arc to realize he's not going to be the new Iron Man, it falls really flat. Not only is it extremely cinema, cinema, similar, it's not cinema, I tell you what, but not only is it extremely similar to his emotional journey, journey and homecoming, but it doesn't match what we saw of him in Infinity War, you know, where he's so much more confident about himself and makes choices based on his own sense of responsibility. You know, which the film contradicts by now wanting him to leave all that. This, it could be an aspect of the character linked to the PTSD. But, you know, the film's like, nah, you know, let's not explore any of the interesting stuff. Let's just have it as a weird framing device for him to leave. You know, the film, Nick Fury in the film, you know, who, you know, he's here, I guess. You know, he continues tells Peter that he has to step up and help for the greater good. And he's done big stuff with the Avengers and therefore, you know, should help out with the Elemental Monsters now. But, you know, the film pretends like his motivation, his decision to help Thanos was motivated towards being an Avenger and not because of his sense of duty and responsibility you know it's just oh, spider-man's story in the mcu it's just all over the place and it's so annoying you know the film critiques tony sark once where pat where, where happy says oh tony wasn't perfect but then he proceeds to play atdc and look at peter as if he's the new iron man you know like it's just so contradicting it's disingenuous it goes against spider-man as a character three out of ten never again fuck this film <laughs> I hate it. Wait, when did you wait out it? Sorry, Tom. Three. Oh, uh, I'm giving it a two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Uh, soundtrack. I, I can't. I got nothing from the soundtrack. Honestly, like nothing to jump out with. Uh, especially with the lazy story, like nothing works for this. This whole story, uh, it's just depressing to talk about. Yeah. Yep. I, I just don't know why they thought about this at all. Uh... So, it's Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah, that's another thing we gotta see. And, and this is the same director we did. <laughs> Who did I mean, these films? The trailers look incredible. They do. They look amazing. But I'm worried. I, I, I'd I'm be lying if my, I, I'm going like, to get my expectations low. So <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I'm just too much of a, like, I'm just too excited. I'm too much of a fan. It's just true. You know. And tomorrow is going to be the day that we're going to go off the internet, just not to be spoiled. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm seeing it on Wednesday, and um, that's when I booked my tickets uh, on opening day. And I'm excited, but I hope it's good, man. I really hope it's good. I hope I have a good time. And if I don't, oh, I'd just be sad, wouldn't I? <laughs> I really wish I didn't, yeah. I really, I really wish I didn't care this much, but there we go, I guess. There we go. And there we go. yeah, should we... Um, should we end this episode with some positivity, John? Yeah, please, please. We've got a trailer this week. 
We got a good trailer this oh. week. We got a trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yes. Something, some yes. good Spider-Man content for once. Yeah. Um, oh my God, it looks amazing. It, it, looks, it does. It looks so good. I, I watched the, tra- oh, the teaser too many times. Uh, I mean, you know, you can hear the word for word, but it's stuck in my head now with steam and everything that's gonna go in and the animation still clean like it's so good somehow the animation it looks better than it did last time i don't even know how that's possible but here we are it looks great the characters have got older which i think is you know it's just fun to see you know them get older in that way and the music oh Daniel Pemberton is the man. Oh my god, he's incredible. Uh, wait, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, when when uh, Miles is traveling through that uh, hexagonal. uh, Yes, yes, the music. uh, It goes Uh, properly with with the Spider Man and the Miles theme, and it's just like oh, and it gives you that that um, record scratching like. Like, oh, it looks uh-huh. so good. I, I can't. I'm just uh, so happy. And the cool thing about this is that he, the, the, the university is going to, like, that's really cool that he's going across the Spider-Verse, like, you know, that we got, you know, uh, Miles to see the different version of Spider-Man. But yeah. he's going through different... Sp- oh, the way that he, he got into that uh, world where it was uh, Mumbai well, and uh, New York yeah. combined together... That's so cool. The music even reflects it. It has some, you know, kind of like, you know, they're kind of giving that kind of East Asian kind of chimes. I think it's like, that's yeah. so cool. Like, and, and then Spider-Man the 399. Oh, sorry. The sound effects, you know, when, uh, you know, the thwip. Yeah, that's translated yes. in Hindi. Uh, so, oh, really? Yeah. You can that's see so like cool. the, the sound effects that are translated in Hindi. That is amazing i can't like oh it's so cool and obviously you've got miguel o'hara uh, as played by oscar isaac from, and we saw him at the end of into the spider-verse and just like you just seeing him coming out of a portal and just start to beat the ever-living shelves out of miles <laughs> like uh, so, and his theme as well he's kind of like it's very uh, kind of prowler-esque and it's just oh Everything of oh. this is already ingrained in my mind. It looks incredible. It feels incredible. I'm so excited. It's part one as well. So it's that means we're one. definitely, we're getting I... a trilogy. Oh, dude, I'm excited. Uh, uh, a trilogy. Oh my God. Spider Man, I've said so this before. Cool. I've said this before on the podcast, but Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is my personal favorite comic book film of all time. And I, I don't expect in Across the Spider Verse part one to be anywhere near as good, but damn. They've already set the. They've already set my expectations. They've set the bar high, and I'm excited already. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's gonna be so cool. I can't wait to see it. Uh, Me neither. Like uh, no, November or October or November next year. Exciting November. stuff. I think it's October. Um, let's let's roll out. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be. Oh, I'm so tired right now. Okay, let's roll out. Thank you for listening. Our rant, depressing <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, episode of talking about the MCU version of Spider Man. Uh, it's been it's been a ride to talk about it, but a sad one. Um, 
not like a sad ride in I don't know in Disneyland like it's a small world you know like it's like that that ride but depressing that's how I can give you much description like you got Spider-Man feeling you know not having the right morals okay I'm not okay enough with that uh thank you for listening um (laughs) I don't know what just happened um, oh God. give it a thumbs up give it a thumbs yeah, up if you please if if you like it um if, if you, you can dislike it you know who disliked it but i mean to to understand why the film <laughs> dislikes don't matter anymore apparently no stupidest uh, thing i've ever heard however uh, you know what's happening next week we're talking about no way home we're doing it yeah and everything will have been worth it hopefully Hopefully, all this Spider-Man rewatching would have been worth it. You know, oh god, I'm not excited to see like when I go back <laughs> into yeah, like you see in Rotten Tomatoes, it's gonna be like twenty percent. I don't oh, know. Don't don't say that. Man. Don't say that. It's gonna be John Watts, Tom. It's gonna be John Watts. I have faith. I don't, I don't. I have literally no reason to have faith, but like, really, like tentatively. I think that No Way Home will, at the very least, at the bare minimum, will be exciting, <laughs> nostalgic, and fun. At the bare minimum, I think it will deliver. I'll deliver on that. And I think that we will have an amazing cinema experience just because we'll be seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all these, like, you know, elements from their films come back. And that is... yes. That is that, you know? The film might be dreadful, but I I just know that we're going to have a good time because, hell yeah, I love the cinema and I love stuff like that, you know? I'm so critical of Endgame, but God damn it, I love it when Cap catches the hammer and God damn it, I love it when he says Avengers Assemble. And I think this film is going to absolutely body that with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And if it doesn't, I guess I've got a new least favourite Spider-Man film ever. Yay! <sighs> Yay! So... That's that, I guess. Uh, wear your mask, go into the cinema, especially going to see uh, No Way Home because that's going to be packed uh, with ev- every seat that's going to be filled. Um, so, have, have yeah. fun, hopefully. If you want to hear our thoughts on the Raimi trilogy or the amazing Spider Man films, you can check them out. You can throw us an email. Tell us why we're wrong about these films filmpod at gmail.com or you know, follow us on Twitter. That's where I talk about a lot of yeah, other stuff. You get a lot of Spider-Man negativity there too. And on Instagram as well, you can see all of our all of our thumbnails and by our incredible thumbnail yes. guy Zane. And just if you if, if if you leave this of anything, just if you if you if you genuinely like the MCU Spider-Man films, good. You know, I wish that I enjoyed them. Don't mean, don't take us being negative as a meaning that you can't enjoy them because, you know, I encourage you to like them. And I wish I was the kind of person who could like that stuff. You know, we're not going to be, we're not, we're not judging anyone's opinions apart from our own here. So yeah. Yeah. Is that everything? I think that's everything. <laughs> that's, that's everything. Um, get your vaccination, please. We, you still imagine, listening. Just, can you just imagine, John, if we weren't recording this whole time? <laughs> I just I just had a horrible thought, but no, we're definitely recording. Uh, that would be the most sad thing ever that we just <laughs> talked about. The, the MCU Spider-Man for one hour, and then they somehow listen and they go, 
huh? Is this the episode finished or something? This is like five minutes of the of the episode. Five there. minutes of us being like, guys, we recorded something. I didn't record. We're not doing it again. No. Bad. That, that, okay, Jeez. that would have been like a cool, like lost episode. But like, that is a depressing <laughs> I mean, one. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely cool and depressing. Oh, man. Uh, well, we'll see you all next week. Get excited for Spider-Man. Um, Take us I'm out, John. Low expectations, but then if I have yes. low expectations and have like the most basic stuff that ha- happens in the film, yes, I'll be I, satisfied. My expectations are high. I won't apologize for it. I, I just, I guess we'll see what happens. Yes. Okay. And, yeah, take us out then. Uh, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.